0: This is the Half Room Podcast.
1: Hey, the talent's here. Hey, what's up, up dude? How are you? Good. We got yep. Steven in the house, dude. Yeah. Hey, guys. Steven. Thanks for having me what's on up, today. What's up, man? How are
2: you? Doing wonderful. I'm Doing here fantastic. with you guys. So this is, yeah, absolute
0: pleasure. It's always a good time, man. Yes. It's always a good time. Simple Brian. Simple Brian's simple back Brian. there. Yeah, it's tell us just, a, tell us a story again about when you graduated simple. from
1: producer school and they called you Simple Brian. <laughs> you basically told it. Okay. <laughs> I like that story
2: a lot. Hey, in his night movies. <laughs> uh, Dude, Stephen, what's up, man? Nothing much, man. Had a great day today. Um, good. It's been a good week. Um, like I said, I always love hanging out with you guys. So this yeah. is a blessing.
1: Well, we wanted to have you on because we know you got your podcast. That's mm. called Stay Last Podcast on the Half Room Network, uh, recorded in the Half Room Studio. <laughs> but dang, <laughs> but we have him on here because, you know, Stephen's got this incredible story, um, just everything that's happened in his life. You know, the travels, um, how you know, just the different, the different things that he's had to deal with. Yeah. That's kind of like brought him to where he is now. And I wanted him to have a platform and kind of a forum where he could tell these stories and kind of talk to and we could talk about these things because you know I grew up with Steven. We grew up together. He was actually he was better friends with my brother until well until he met me and then he that's realized true. that I was way cooler than my brother. Yeah,
0: that happens to me a lot too. I've got two brothers and it feels like people will be friends with one of my brothers and then once they meet me
1: it's like, "Oh, okay.
0: This, no, is, this is the real stuff." Well, yeah.
1: my brother would get super <laughs> mad because his friends would come over. And since I was old, just, I mean, I wasn't any cooler than him, really, but, like, just because I was older, it was, like, some of his friends would, like, kind of gravitate towards me. But Steven, so Steven, like, always thought he could fight. Yeah. And so he beat up everybody (laughs) his age. Like, he did pretty good at that. Like, he, like, nobody would mess with Steven. Like, he'd roll him up in a wrestling match. So the next step was obviously... To try to get his hands on the older brother, the older brother, Alpha. Bull. He wanted to get his hands on the, <laughs> the bull. Alpha. I wanted okay. that Alpha. Yeah. Yeah. All, he he had already he had already handled all the all the all the <laughs> calves. All the calves. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. now it was like, where's the bull? <laughs> mm-hmm. And what happened when you tried to ride the bull? I remember you got <laughs> buck. <butt. laughs> Not exactly what I remember, but <laughs> I'll go. How and do I you like remember
2: that. it? How did um? Well, we. We had wanted to fight each other so many times. I don't know how many youth pastors and people have broken us up from <laughs> fighting. Um, yeah, dozens. <laughs> growing, dozens of times. Uh, I, re- I just remember standing in your living room and your parents had a new sofa. <laughs> a good, good, nice, beautiful sofa. And somehow we got slammed onto it. I remember being fish hooked because that's your favorite move. Fish hook. Every <laughs> time. Fish Zach hook. always goes for a fish hook. So okay. if you're fight good to fight him, know this. Um, so know that going in. Yeah. Know it going oh, in. How now. does the
0: fish hook look? What is, what is that?
1: He's well, in, bring your face over here and I'll show you.
2: He, he's going to grab your cheek with his finger. Oh, okay. Really? Yeah. yeah. really. Oh, he's dirty. dirty. Gosh, oh, yeah. that is, that's super dirty. That's like dirty. catch wrestling. Yeah. yeah. That's like dirty. Or I'll
1: like, jam my finger just right up under your nose <laughs> yeah. and have Sing- full face control. <laughs> yeah,
2: single joint manipulation, yeah. these things. Uh, or, you I know. call it full face control, but okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, yeah, I just remember, I all I honestly remember is getting fish hooked and we broke your parents' couch in
1: half. Yeah, we I do remember yeah. we broke the couch in half. On the good That was But a good we kind of set it back up to we're like <laughs> the next person that sat on it. Yeah. We're like, "Oh, <laughs> oh is, man, you broke the couch." Which, which is probably Travis. Right. So. Well, so it, it, he always was like, "Hey, why don't we wrestle?" Cuz like back then wrestling was like the thing. It was like, "Hey, we'll we're southern
2: wrestle. boys, that's what we do, we wrestle." Let's wrestle. wrestle.
1: Yeah. So, what happened was Stephen had made quick work of everybody his okay. age. And so when we wrestled, it was a little more evenly matched. And, but it really would make him mad. So then he would take a cheap shot. And then that would make me mad. Yeah. And so yeah. then I would take a shot. And then now we're like, we're like fighting. Just so we were in the hallway. Remember the hallway? And we were just like, I mean, that was like when it got really the worst. That was, there was like mad. a bunch of people in between us. Yeah, that was and, good. Yeah, that was good.
2: But nothing like a gathering in, of the saints. The, <laughs> yeah. The
1: funny thing is, though, the funny thing is, is that I kind of, um, I grew up, you know, Matured, uh, realize that did, fighting just did, isn't did isn't going to get oh, that's you far. Yeah. Stephen just continued to fight yeah. to the point where he started studying. You started you studied like martial arts. What what, yeah, what, what different whole, martial arts were you into? My
2: whole life, I started martial arts when I was real young, from taekwondo to karate. So the traditional stuff when you're young, because that's the nerd, only options we stuff. had. Yeah, right, right, Whoa. but. And yeah. then so Nerd. Kung Fu, no, we can call it, we Nerd can call it like, arts. yeah, but you know, there's a lot of, um, there are some practical moves in there. If you can just, you know, bring them into the actual, you know, the practicality of like what a real fight is right. and not There's so, practical
1: moves in baking as well, but there is. And, and I mean, so, you
2: know, but, I, would always been into you know martial arts. I always, that's just something I always identified with. That was, that was my passion. Whether it was my Papa was a Pentecostal pastor and he raised me watching boxing He was a real big in boxing. He was a boxer. He had been arrested multiple times for fighting. And, um, you know, it was kind of in our blood. I remember him telling me one time, like, you know, if you're a grandson of mine, then you fight. And so it was very southern of him. And uh, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to make him proud. He was like another father figure to me. So martial arts I saw was the best way to do that. And then finally I started getting into more things like actual, like, wrestling, you know, like collegiate wrestling, these type of things, brazilian jiu-jitsu, boxing, you know, actually right. training at these gyms. And then things started to change, but I've never just fought, I've never just fought anybody. <laughs>
0: really. You've never just like walked up like somebody got in your face, bowed up a little bit.
2: Oh yeah, I've done that.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Um I thought you meant like it was you've never been in like an unorganized fight.
2: Right. A, a couple that were Organized, but they were for betting purposes only. Yeah. So the only reason I fight is because I was picked on a lot, you know, as a child. And then so after I started realizing, after I realized in my first fight, so one of my first fights I actually actually remember was in sixth grade with a kid named Doug Douglas, and. Doug, if you're out there, I love you to death. Of course, because when you fight somebody, it's so spiritual, the connection that happens. And then after you fight, if you're not friends with that person, it means you were fighting out of hatred and not fighting out of your passion. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's where that bar is. And right away, I made my first friend. It was my third day of sixth grade. and My grandpa said, my papa said, if anybody messes with you, just let them have it. And I had braces and. He threw ants on me, and then I took a swing at him, and he was like quick as lightning. He, you know, This is my first try, and he had obviously been doing this since he was like three, and he just tore me to pieces, and right then and there, I knew, I was like, this is the greatest, the best feeling I've ever felt in my life, and we literally walked to the principal's office together. My teeth were stuck to my braces, and I said, this is what I want to do the rest of my life.
0: Dude. I mean, and it's sad just to take it back a little bit because for you to say it's like the best feeling in your life, I've never, I've never been in a fight. I've never been bowed up on. I've never bowed up on anybody. I've never been in that. State. And I had two brothers, and like we, we, you know, we wrestled and we tussled. But like I've never been just in a in a fight. Mm-hmm. So to get just as a guest on on our couch, if if me and Zach fought, yeah, am I gonna get a punch in?
2: Or yeah, absolutely.
0: Am I, am I gonna get just completely closed out? I'm gonna be on my back before I know it. What's gonna no happen? Chance. I just no chance to you get a punch. I just need right. to know because you know a lot about fighting. I just want to know. I've never been in a fight before. I've got a lot of pent up aggression, a okay, lot of anger, yeah. a lot of a lot of unused testosterone in my body, and I'm ready to bring it out. <laughs> and if if Zach is the <laughs> is the individual on the other side so on that receiving end, I think it would be go, it'd go really well.
2: Um, you think? Yeah. We could we could do a little mitt work beforehand, just clean up some stuff. <laughs> just, up. A little, just a little bit of a little, mitt work, yeah, just to clean to up your hands and get a little, little bit. Mitt work in, dude. Here's the
0: deal: I watched Creed like four times, so oh, I've got good. my mitt work down. I know where I'm popping, but I'm I'm probably not going to use my hands much. I wouldn't, but I do want to. they going to use like your teeth? No, mostly just my legs, dude. You're a kicker. Yeah, you see nice. these thighs? Oh, I, yeah. I mean, dude, if if I kick him, mm-hmm. it's broken. Your
1: your your Agreed. shin bone.
2: If Correct. we can make this happen, I'll do whatever it takes. I'm not fight,
1: dude. Nah, I would. I mean, I'm not. I mean, I'm moving out of the way. Yeah, easily. May, maybe with your that grody, giant slow your leg grody of yours getting up in the air. Yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> that's
0: what you'd be doing. If, yeah. if that's gonna be your first move, then I'm just gonna bite your
1: finger off. Oh, well, good luck when it's putting a hole in your cheek. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it does. You. Yeah, it will. <laughs> It
0: it's such a dirty move, man. It breaks. I expected more. I don't know. I'll
1: scratch like the inside of your mouth with a dirty fingernail. <laughs> not to mention, it's cranking yeah.
0: your
2: spine. Yeah, your spine. Time. Yeah,
1: it's pulling your whole. Oh man, it's almost
2: like a uh, neck crank.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. It's dirty. I just wanted to get your input. I think you'll do great, man. I think you'll, do, we've great, about it. I think you'll so do great. I'm, I'm not. I'm not at all saying that I would win the fight because I don't think not that that's true at all. But
1: well, I think listen. I could get in a lick or two. I I grew up. I matured. Okay. Steven continued to practice martial arts. I'm not saying he didn't mature either. Okay. But I realized that, you know, hey, I'm not I'm not gonna spend my life fighting. I'm not I really wasn't that good at it like people that I, hey, I've been just, beat up. You a just few fought times. people younger than you. I get it. And smaller I mean, I we wrestle. He wasn't smaller than me. We were always the same size. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, um and he was younger, but yeah. That's yeah. okay. A couple years. No big deal. Um I wouldn't I wouldn't even dream about wrestling or fighting Steven now. That, no, that's, that's like fighting a professional. No, yeah. no it's,
2: it's definitely not. My head would fall off. You know this. <laughs>
1: <coughs> I have but a broken to C me. spine. Okay. Don't me. for one minute think that you are going to get around on me. You're going to get a punch in on me. You're going to get your slow leg up in the air to actually kick me. I'm going to be on you so fast.
3: <laughs>
1: you, your first fight won't even feel like a fight. Okay. You'll be waking up. You'll be waking up w- asking, what happened? So real quick, just as as a, so as, a,
0: as an ultra marathon runner, yes, that how, how long Zach. is it going to take you to charge up your legs in order to actually be able to sprint and do anything quick? Because I just know right off the rip, you're going to be slow because you're built for endurance. You're not built for these these quick pops, dude. So I, I, am I going to have to let you take a couple <laughs> laps, just run around a parking <laughs> lot for a little bit? <laughs> And then you're finally like Sonic, and you're kind of charged up. We'll and you're ready. We'll get this settled. We'll get this. Yeah, yeah. We'll yeah. get this settled. There's the only one way to settle the these things. I know, dude. And
2: especially in the South, we know how to do it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. I just wanted to get your input. I, I yeah. believe in you. Yeah. And it's I, not I, like I when got him kind you're of mad now too. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm a little fired up. I'm not gonna
2: lie. I'm, gonna I'm like this guy's over here talking trash. It's about the experience. It's just about the experience. I'm
1: fired up because. Because you're talking trash. You have no idea what you're talking about. You've never even been punching the that's face. That's all I do, dude. I'm like I'm, you don't I'm really even know what you what's gonna happen until you take a shot. I'm a in lot the of bark. Face. I absolutely agree. But the other thing is like you're doing it in front of Steven, and I feel like there's there's a side of me that's like, I gotta <laughs> I gotta <laughs> still show him that, that you I'm can, a bull. <laughs> <laughs> I still look at you
2: as the bull. I definitely do.
1: All right, that's so great. so you study martial arts and yeah. yeah. kind of what did I want really wanted to get into though was um at the same time, you and I both—we both joined the military. I joined the Air Force. You went into the Coast Guard, um, and that happened like within a few months of each other. I know that it we was both, very cool. yeah, yes. we both left right around the same time to do that. And then, you know, we kind of lost touch for a little bit, just you know, just being stationed yeah. in different areas. We would see each other back like on holidays in Tallahassee, very and stuff rarely like that. though. Yeah. But yeah, it was rare. And then, and then, you got out of the Coast Guard, mm-hmm. and then t- like you had these great travels to like South America. You, I mean, gosh, just the stories I would hear like, you know, second, third hand from people about what you were doing. Just it blew my mind. So like kind of go into like I want to hear a little bit how you got like your transition from the Coast Guard into like you're traveling through hitchhiking through South America, essentially.
2: OK, yeah, absolutely. So in in the United States Coast Guard, um, my passion back then was to, uh, the reason I joined the Coast Guard was going into law enforcement. I wanted to go in law enforcement. Uh, I was young. And um, thank you to all our law enforcement responders out there. You guys are amazing. I wanted to go into law enforcement, but after I got into the Coast Guard, you know, you're doing drug interdiction. So we all know a certain percentage of cocaine has to make it into the port of Miami and Fort Lauderdale for the economy to stay alive. So I felt like I was a kid being used to play a very dangerous game and not get anything out of it. Um, I love the Coast Guard. I did not like the law enforcement aspect of it. One little bit. Um, and I also, we did migrant interdiction. And this is real hard for, hard for me because to this day I haven't forgiven myself for all the all the migrants from Cuba and Haiti that we uh, would take back and put, give them back to the country and who knows what happened to them after that. It was really, really tough for me. And so when I got out of the Coast Guard I knew I loved to travel. I knew I loved people a lot. And I was starting to you know, I was starting to read a lot of scripture and just kind of seeing that that I had this vagabond spirit inside me. So I was guilty. Uh, you know, I felt guilty for what I had done, for, you know, with this immigrant interdiction, and uh, I wanted to go to a country that I knew was not a fan of u uh, s. citizens. So I bought a one way ticket to Nicaragua. and that was you know kind of a spur of the moment thing. but I knew I knew I needed to. I knew I needed to just get away from everything. I was feeling very trapped. Here in the United States, I was feeling like I was being suffocated. Uh, You know, I was being pressed to live a certain lifestyle that I didn't feel matched up with my spirit at all. I felt like my spirit was the exact opposite of what everyone was teaching me from the school systems to to anywhere. It wasn't until I started reading books that I realized there was other people even thought maybe like me. And then especially Jesus. Uh, When I read about Jesus, that that spirit, that go, 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 go. So, yeah, I went on to Nicaragua, just... Had no plans, you know. You know, just how you're supposed to do it. Uh, I learned a lot from Will Morrison. He has the best Instagram on Instagram. It's Mori Board International, and he's been traveling since we were about 18. He hasn't stopped. We're 36 now, but he was a big inspiration for that. And the gospel was a big inspiration for me. Get me out of the United States. Get me out of the comfort zone, which really was not comfortable to me at all. I didn't feel like I just didn't feel like I fit in. I didn't feel like I understood this place at all especially after the military. And so I headed on out, and I went to, you know, you're under a communist regime with Daniel Ortega in Nicaragua, and it was absolutely beautiful. Uh, there's um, not – I won't speak bad about any leaders or anything like that, um, but there's definitely – there's a lot of scandal going on right now in Nicaragua, if you guys haven't seen on the news, and civil uprising and the very neighborhoods I lived in, and it's uh, on my heart. But, yeah, man, I ended up down in Nicaragua, didn't know where to go and then started to finally learn the language because I couldn't speak Spanish. So when I got down there, I had to really just, I was focused on learning the language. And that was, that's how it started, right there.
1: So where you—where from Nicaragua, where did you go after that?
2: Man, I was in Nicaragua for almost a year. And then I got, then I went on the Costa Rica. Costa Rica, I got into Costa Rica, and there's beautiful places in Costa Rica, um, but it was completely Americanized, uh, you know. It was the almost, you know, everywhere I went, it kind of felt like the same stuff back home, you know, you get to see globalization at its finest. And so I wasn't a big fan, so then I headed on to Panama. Panama, pretty wild place, pretty, pretty great place. Now in all these countries, regardless of globalization, the people are absolutely amazing to me. Absolutely beautiful, beautiful, wonderful people. So this was a this was a this was like a new experience. And I was by myself. You know, I wanted to travel by myself because when you travel with someone else, you tend to stay kind of teamed up with that person. You're not as open to make friends. If you travel by yourself, you're going to make so many friends and travel with this caravan here and this caravan here. And one morning you wake up and say, I want to go to Peru in South America, or let's go here to this country. And you just wake up and say, let's go. And that's a wonderful life. I mean, it's just a, it's just an incredible life to be able to just get up and go, you know, and
1: now how'd you get Tell us, mm-hmm. tell the story how you got to South America.
2: So I'm, yeah, I got stuck in Panama, and I'm in Panama City, and I knew about the Darien Gap. Right, right. So it's the land passage between Panama and Colombia, and it's all, all jungle.
1: There, so there's no roads. You can't actually drive from Central America to South America. No, so there's Darien a land gap. gap how but how, how no many roads. miles is that roughly? Like isn't it like seventy miles in that? It's only yeah, it's like only seventy miles, like
2: two hundred and something rivers and.
0: Yeah,
1: so there's it's this ridiculous. area of Central America, the that where it connects to South yeah. America, and there's there's no roads. You can't drive there. So it's this
0: So it's just like a jungle it, yeah. of just like a very a, dangerous yeah. jungle. Like many people we'll have border. said
2: they've gone through the Darien Gap and people have, people yeah. have done it. But, you know, you'll have people that have written books on, you know, going through the Darien Gap and a lot of it's completely false. Yeah. I mean, you got a good chance of dying within the first 24 hours out in that place. So I knew that wasn't anything, you know. I'm not a survivalist, no bear grills, you, know, you know. I was in the Coast Guard. I mean, I can just, you know, I'll swim <laughs> this thing if anything. So, i i was at a, I was actually at a hostel for a while, and I was working at that hostel to have free room and board and food. And I'm think I'm stuck because I'm at I don't have any cash flow at this time. And then I saw that there was boats, and these these tourists and Europeans were taking these boats. It was like three or four thousand dollars, or three thousand, or. You know, I remember it was over at least over $1,200. I was like, well, I can't do that. So I met this guy named Fabio and he lived in Carpagana. Uh, Fabio. His name is literally Fabio. And he was like, he's the sexy dude. Uh, he was, <laughs> yeah? yo, he's awesome. Hey. Not the Fabio. He, not the Fabio, but, but he was from Italy.
1: A hot Fabio.
2: Yes. Okay. And he has a hostel. I'm pretty sure to this day he was the first one to open a hostel in this town, the Carpagana. There's no mm-hmm. roads in or out. Wow. Um, it's completely surrounded by jungle. And, you know, you can get kidnapped from the hills right there. you got to be sure. careful going hiking and that kind of stuff. But um, so, we're, so he just tells me, listen, man, I live, I live in Colombia. You're trying to get there. You should come with me. And I'm like, okay, what do I got to do? He's like, 60 bucks. I can get you there. These guys are going to take us. So it was about 3 o'clock in the morning. And these guys, we, Fabio and I had our own room at this point. We were all ready to go, and they come knocking, bang and bang and bang, and real hard at like 3 in the morning. And we went out, packed up into this little minivan, and started packing up with families. Like I said, there was they're putting kids in my lap, and we were all just in this van. And I'm and I still don't really know it's exactly what's happening. And finally, we get down to the to the coast. We go through the jungle forever. We get down to the coast, and there's go fast boats there. So go fast boat or a cigarette boat. You guys know what I'm referring to, like a fountain boat, a long yeah. skinny. You'll see them oh, in okay. Miami with like four two twenty five engines on the back. Yeah. And they're made for just getting from cuban waters into into american waters and dropping coke off and getting getting out of there so i had seen these in the coast guard before and chased them many times and so i knew exactly what it was as soon as we saw these boats i was like oh boy 60 bucks though so they had already unloaded whatever they needed to unload in panama and we got on and got under a tarp and um headed it was eight hours straight i remember just as fast as we could go through the sandblast blast islands, beautiful, beautiful scenery until I got into the jungles of Columbia, and that's where I was let off there. Wow. So it was a good It was it was a it was a beautiful, beautiful time.
0: Dude, I'll tell you what. Sixty bucks.
2: Mm-hmm. That's
0: a steal. <laughs> that's kinda unbelievable. Sixty American. That dollars. it would be sixty dollars. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, what where else are you gonna buy eight hours of travel for sixty bucks? Exactly. Just zooming through. I mean, I'm when good. you're on like
1: a drug boat, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, it comes I get it. I get it, comes <laughs> with a, it comes with a little risk, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I mean, the guys, you know, maintaining the boat, it's just like riding along with any fishers or anybody else, any other tradesmen. Right. Yeah, You know, Yeah. Th- these are... these So are,
1: you were just like just cruising for eight hours just fast.
2: Yeah, we stopped once on an island, and the chief a chief came out and greeted us in the Sandblast Islands. Y'all can look the Sandblast Islands up. They're amazing. And we had some food, and then we got back in and just cruised on in
1: nice and then when you got when you got to columbia it was just like thanks for the ride guys see you later
2: no we spent um with those guy with the with those tradesmen we uh spent a great night together on the beach under a cabana and we rented out a table in a you know a whole cabana and we just had food and and a great time and great conversation they want to know why i was doing what i was doing and wh- why is a gringo doing this by yeah. himself which a lot of people do but it, it was um it was the best time ever. We had one of the best nights of my life under that cabana in Carpagana that night, and we stayed up all night until the sun rose, wow, nice. um, together with these men.
0: What? Why were you trying to get it? Why did you want to go to Colombia so bad that you were willing to like risk?
2: I knew I had to get. I knew I wanted to get down to South America too. Yeah. I, I, I knew I wanted to check out South America, and then every kept telling me Colombia just it is the best place in the world. That yeah. Colombia is the best place in the world. And it's sad because they say it's like the 19th most dangerous country in the world right now. And it's just garbage. Yeah. Um, it's absolutely incredible there. It's paradise. And when I got there, it truly was everything I expected. It was like one of the first times in my life I wasn't let down. Like, had these high expectations. I get to Colombia, and it beat them all. Wow. It beat them all. The people, the culture. I mean, just everything about it was just beautiful. And I fell in love with awesome. Colombia right then and there. As I awesome. was in love with Nicaragua as well, and to this day, Nicaragua is very near and dear to my heart, always yeah. will be.
1: Wow. Dude, that's nice. Yeah. And then that's when you met your wife, right?
2: No, that's, that was just one time going through South America. Oh, okay. I, I, was, I had gone that time and worked in Mancora, Peru. I lived in Quito, Ecuador for a while, and then I was down in Lima, Peru, living. And then I came back up. I came back to the States because my mom had cancer, right? Right, okay. And so I came back up for a minute, and that's when I got hurt and I had to recover. And as soon as I was recovered, I shot back down to South America and started going again. And that's when I met my wife.
1: Gotcha. So, okay, so you met you met Kelly after you broke your neck.
2: After I broke my neck, yeah.
1: So you were home, you came home, your mom, your mom uh, was diagnosed with cancer. Yep. You came home, you're sitting in your car at a red light. Yes. And just get rear-ended.
2: Yeah, no, they didn't hit the brakes. There was no, nothing for me to brace. So I get rear-ended, and the seatbelt broke my neck, and I got the hangman's fracture, broken C1, 2, and 3. So they fused me from the skull down to C5. And since then, that, those titanium rods have been broken as well. So that's the only reason I have movement in my neck is because the titanium has been broke. And uh, so, I mean, it's a blessing, you know. Wow. I can move my neck.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it can't be good that the titanium's broken, though, right? No, it's, it's <laughs> no, it's
2: not good, or the, the screws come in and out of my skull and all this weird stuff, but at the same time, the bone has healed by now, right? Okay, the vertebrae right. have healed. So the titanium's in there. It's really sad, but it, you kind of just got to unless it starts doing something crazy you know they won't take I mean it's just not a surgery you want to just go into half-heartedly you got to be in like danger for your life so I'll have to have surgery again and I'll have to get refused again but they're going to re- refuse me from the skull and way further down my back this time so I'll be even more
1: you know you know and you'll have better mobility in your neck after that no zero. Yeah, oh, zero worse, mobility 0 Worse fusing him from from
2: the skull lower. way down to the middle so right of now back.
0: you're just why? to what the why C5? would they do that yeah
2: because what happens is when you have your neck fused, your spine will start to form like false joints, and once that happens, you know you can paralyze yourself, so they need to fuse them up, oh man, and I'm not an expert with this stuff, but this is the stuff I hear, so I know this is in the future for me, um you know, that path, but I pray that you know it's going it'll it'll be the perfect time when I do it. It
1: has to happen, you know, yeah.
2: Probably not what I would think. I would think it's the worst time ever. Oh, yeah. like always. But so it's you always just the you time. just
1: decided, hey, I'm going back to South America with a broken with neck. a broken neck. Oh yeah. Wow.
2: I mean, when I was in the hospital, I was looking for tickets online. I mean, I was I was going literally crazy, stir crazy, to get back out into the free world and live life. And that's exactly what I did. As soon as I got my neck brace off, I was pretty much gone. I think like the next month, I was gone. And then I was doing it again. That's when I met my wife. I was at that time, I was in Medellin, Colombia, and I met her at a church. At a church, and I was teaching English at her church, and I was staying over in another uh, neighborhood, and we just happened to meet, and she was in one of my English classes, and we hit it off. But then I headed to Argentina and was doing stuff down there, and then came back up and asked her parents if I could marry her.
0: Hot for a
1: teacher. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> yeah. well, how, how, old, how old is she? Yeah, that's What's estab- the age that's difference? Let's establish this real quick. Yeah, She's 24. So when you guys met, how old was she? She's nineteen. Why and do you always? <laughs> that? I just want, I just want to establish this. Yes. Um. I'll because I'll it's r- wrong. What? Borderline. No, don't, I don't know. Know. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> No. So and you were how old? Thirty two. At that time. Yeah.
2: Man, I don't. About thirty. Yeah, something like that. Thirty-one, so 31, 31 32. thirty-two. She's nineteen. Yeah, we've been married. But so we meet in
1: Europe, and you. You're, we, you're a predator at this point. <laughs> no, no.
2: We had no idea each other's age. She was 19. She, you know. And one thing is people mature much quicker in countries where they have nothing and they don't live under just this uh, illusion of freedom and safety that we have right. up here. They grow up very quick. They mature quicker. And um, so I figured, you know, she was at least 26, 27, maybe 28. And it wasn't until we knew we liked each other. I was like hell and she's like I'm nineteen but in her culture she's like it's normal. I mean a lot of times the guys are a lot older so I was like right. Yeah, but not in my country. <laughs> it's well be it's funny weird.
1: It's um it's funny I can I totally actually I completely understand what you're talking about because I remember, you know, hearing that you were you were like engaged or you'd be, you got married. Yeah. You were engaged and you got married and everybody was like, oh you know she's like nineteen or twenty and you know everybody's like, Stephen married a nineteen year old like we you know, we're all kinda laughing. But we're like, of course he did, you know. Stephen would go down <laughs> to South America and find a 19-year-old Colombian. <laughs> <laughs> um, was he even like that? But yeah. But but when, when it, it, that's exactly what it was like though. <laughs> <laughs> but but when he came back, he came back with Kelly, and then when like we all met Kelly, and then Kelly even started working here mm-hmm. at um at our church. I mean, I could totally see how you would think she was older. I mean, she's, yeah, just, she's yeah. like, mature. She's she's funny. She's, like, just got the best disposition. She's And, and so, yeah, it was like, oh, okay, I love it. I get it now. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Like, you want not yeah. the predator that we thought you were. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You're awful. It's awful. But, but, but Kelly is... Your wife's just incredible. She oh, is, man.
2: She puts... You know, my mom always said, if someone's going to marry me, they'll have to be an angel because no one else could put up with me. And like, <laughs> truly, she is, man. I'm very blessed. She yeah, puts awesome. up with me, you know. Yeah. I mean, she does. She, uh, she not only puts up with me, she's just, she absolutely is just incredibly patient and loving. And,
1: you know. And yeah, you guys have a two year old?
2: We have a two year old girl. She's got that Latina blood in her. Yeah. She's something. Yeah. She's fire. <laughs> she's everything. She's awesome. Those two ladies are everything in my
1: life. That's so cool. It's man. incredible. Yes. Well, thank, dude, that's so awesome. And I love hearing like that. That was like the one like part of your life that I felt like I just didn't know anything about, you know, and mm-hmm. it was always just I would always hear stuff and like hear like little stories from people or kind of what you're doing down there. But I never was like I was like, he's just like roaming South America. Yeah. It just always seemed like such a something I would never do. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I just I feel like I don't you know, I just don't have the the courage to do yeah. something like that. I definitely that. don't have
0: that drive either. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm fine being like and where I'm I I don't mind visiting new places but being where I'm at least comfortable and being around stuff and around people but like it's definitely it's unique for you to be able to like just say hey I I know I want to do this and mm-hmm. to just go and do it because there's so many people that wouldn't they'll they'll spend their whole life just thinking about it and talking about it you know and well, it's really cool
1: So you you do that you go down there you you're traveling down there you're like you're practicing martial arts you're doing all these things mm-hmm. that you know you've always wanted to do i was hearing all these little stories you come back your mm-hmm. mom's sick you come back home you break your neck yep you go back you get married mm-hmm. you're still down in south america and then you do the thing that blew my mind the most you wrote a book <laughs> oh, this <yeah>. this <laughs> thoroughly impressed me because yeah. um I want to like, tell, tell, like, tell everybody a little bit about your book because I read it. Somebody handed it to me and they said, Hey, you need to check out Steven's book. And I was like, of course I read it cover to cover in one shot. And it was, it was amazing. Like it just gave me so much insight onto your life, into your story, into just all the, all your experiences, just everything was just kind of, and I, it was just bundled into a nice package that, you know that was easy to understand. And it really just, I don't know, it, it, it changed me. Like just hearing that I was, I was shocked that I knew you. I was so, I was impressed.
2: Well, I appreciate that, but (laughs) it was just a book, you know, I just took a lot of my travel journals and I was putting stuff together and what was on my heart to, to write this book. And my whole goal of getting this out there is to encourage people that, I mean, this is a, this is a big, beautiful world we live in and, And we're all creating God's image, and like, let's go experience it. Why are we so, why are we so stuck in a rut? And I try to talk people in traveling all the time. I always say one year traveling is like four years of college. Um, So that was that was one reason I wrote the book. Then also I wanted to get things known. And then if the book would sell, which you know I would just that money would be going to Nicaragua. So it was that was the the real heart behind it was to try to make a little money from nicaragua just another way to try to get money to nicaragua right since
1: what are some of the things that are going on in nicaragua
2: we're just having a civil uprising right now like we've talked about before in the eight you know central america was completely devastated by um through the reagan administration again i'm not talking about any any individual person here i'm just talking about an administration and they were completely destroyed i mean I mean, just, just awful. And, like, to this very day, the, none of the countries in Central America have recovered. And this is why you have refugees coming now, because of our consumption. It's because of our consumption and our way of life that has put these people in this predicament. And now they're coming our way, and now we act like it's not our fault. It's like, let's take it back a few steps.
0: What, what in
1: particular were some of the things that would, like, cause— like, was that,
0: what, what, the, was the, what was
1: the downfall? The Reagan the Reagan era administration in Nicaragua that was the uh, was that the Noriega was that that time well, you had
2: that you had the Contras so you had people fighting so this is when the U S was this is you know Sandino this is when so they were thinking Nicaragua was communist but they but they weren't um, they were at that point they were more of a democratic socialist kind of like an anarchist syndicalist type, kind of. Um, I guess it would be hard to put a name on it, but it terrified the United States. I don't know why, you know, that that Sandino had these. Sandino was a man of, you know, that I, as far as I know, he's a man of God, everything I read about him. And then we sent a whole bunch of people into Nicaragua, Central, South America. I mean, we just, we basically just destroyed everything. It was that whole communist fear still, you know, they're trying to push this. Oh, this is evil. This is This is so evil. This will destroy our way of life. You know, our way of life is the only thing that matters. It seems like the whole world revolves around us having a comfortable life. And that really bothers me, especially living in Nicaragua and and these issues becoming super personal because you have friends whose grandfathers died right there in the 80s on the street because people were dropping paratroopers in, killing these innocent people. So, But Nicaragua did win. Did win. The U.S. backed out.
1: Wow. Yeah. Really? Yep not know much about any of that stuff I yeah me like either i haven't really heard that's why
0: i'm asking like I, yeah. you know it's kind of a. I mean i just remember like
1: i mean obviously you hear about like the contras and mm-hmm. and then like noriega but i mean i couldn't even really tell you what noriega was the president of nicaragua not at no. that time Nope. or but of nicaragua at some time yes I have to Got get, that right I had to, <laughs> to like literally look um, there was at all at some mean, point
2: there were i mean it was such a mess down da- it was such a mess down there, constantly you know constantly and we see the same thing in Mexico, you know, when Portfolio Diaz was put in power, you know the great dictator and Zapata had to rise up in Pontcho Villa, it was kind of the same thing going on, except we were the ones you know truly truly just yeah, we just destroyed part of the continent which is america there that's one thing you get is like you forget that's america too people call it central america Are you from central america or you people will say i'm american we'll they'll say well i am too you know, what do you mean you know we're all americans we're all on the same continent together but we've done a real good job of dividing dividing it up
1: yeah man i had no idea about that stuff so that's just something that's been on your heart and you're still
2: absolutely
1: Nicaragua was just
2: it all started with the ghost guard yeah yeah and then you know my Cuban friends, my yeah my Nicaraguan friends. You know Nicaragua's got pr- plenty of problems, you know politically and socially. But um, like I said, they're still trying to recover from from the eighties there. So
1: nice. Well, dude, the other thing is you and me mm-hmm. got a little podcast thing going on too. Yeah. So what what um what's one of the things with your podcast that you really want to that you want to, like, be able to accomplish or, like, the, the people that you speak with, like, what's something you want to see? Um, what message are you trying to get across the most?
2: The mo- I really want to bring on people and encourage people with what they're doing and their pursuits. Love on people, encourage people, all people of the world, legal, illegal, all people created by God. I want to encourage people, bring people on, whether they're local business owners or artists or anything, And, um, and just, just listen to people's stories and hear about what they've been through. And it just continues to build our perspective, you know, give us a a better perspective on life and hearing the stories people go through. Um, so I would like, you know, that's a real thing on my heart is, I mean, my hobby, my passion is people. That's it. I, I just love is, you know, that's what I've always liked. My parents used to say at Christmas time, what, what, what would we get Stephen for Christmas? Because, you know, I never really wanted anything. And they said, only thing you can think is to get him an orphanage, hmm. which is pretty funny because I ended up, you know, working in a few and <laughs> it's an absolute dream job. So, I mean, volunteering.
1: We call them children's homes now. <laughs> All right. Okay. I'm sorry. Uh, I don't Yeah. I don't yeah, know. Is on, that, is this is, that, is an Oliver <laughs> Twist. I, I, I don't know what's appropriate anymore. <laughs> Orphanage. <laughs> How sensitive. <laughs> no, man, that's cool. That's awesome, man. And I, I'm just, I'm so glad you came on here and you've just been one of my best friends for such a long time. And, you know, I just always thought your story was so interesting. But one thing I want to get to real quick yes. is uh, let's go back to fighting because <laughs> there's some things we need to talk about in the fighting world. First thing is, How do I get cauliflower ear?
2: (laughs) Travel South America, man.
1: Because. Travel Central America. I have a standing rule, and that is I will never fight somebody with cauliflower ear. (laughs) I mean, let's be real. Like, man. You know if somebody's got cauliflower, they've seen they've, stuff. Oh, they've been they've, in the yeah. thick of it. They've been in the thick of yeah. it. from
2: a lot of yeah. wrestling and practicing. They've been that's in the what, thick of it. That's what it, it so. just from is. from you just getting
0: nailed? Like, is it, like, on the ground, like, just, just rubbing or just yeah, getting Yeah, because you're always,
2: yeah, I mean, when, when you're that involved in martial arts, I mean, you're constantly, you know, breaking that cartilage in your ear and it's swelling and, Gosh. you know, forming the cauliflower ear and... So it's it's a, it more, I mean, you get it the worst in practice. And then usually if you're practicing for a tournament or something, then once you get to the tournament, it gets pretty bad because you've been just going so hard. But, uh, yeah, you know, that was one good thing about traveling Central and South America is, well, they don't really, you know, I made up my mind right before I went that, like, I wasn't just going to, because too many people were getting, like, hurt. Like, I would hear about other people traveling by themselves, get hit with baseball, bats, and stuff, and I'm just like, for what, man? Like, so as soon I just had it in my mind as soon as, soon as anyone was going to try to do anything, that I would just go ahead and take my chances, and just go ahead and just go ahead and fight. And that's kind of how I traveled. And just fighting
0: how, through Central and South if, America if.
2: with cauliflower <laughs> ear. No, I mean sh- if <laughs> if I mean there was a, there was a lot of the only I think the only country I didn't get into a fight in was Colombia. Wow, that's the real life of missions. following jesus but you know you can you can be a victim and they're going to treat you like a victim and it'll be bad and or you can just just go ahead and fight and just not worry about getting you know try not to get hit in the face with a baseball bat
1: if like you could quantify this maybe throw a number on it throw a percentage on that on this um what percentage of your cauliflower ear am i responsible for
2: (laughs) all of it all of it
1: (laughs) I like to think, I mean I just I felt like there were some times where I just had your just your face smash into the ground. Oh and yeah. Your, and it was just okay. Yeah, yeah. Your ear was just just rubbing. Sure. Was, okay. I
2: mean your parents carpet was always stained with blood. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that's a that is true. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um that's, Have you seen um what do you think you follow obviously I know you follow like UFC MMA stuff. Mhm. Have well, you seen the Tito Ortiz Liddell rematch?
2: Like I heard the, about it. Yes.
1: What do you think about this?
2: It's going to be a hard one to watch, you know. Cuz they're like 60 old? years old. Kind of. Yeah, but yeah. I'm going to watch it.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> okay. You wait, have to watch wait,
0: are it. Are they actually when are they planning it? Is it like oh, It's coming it's
1: up. It's, scheduled? We're right there. Really? Yeah, we're right there. They're it's, training it's the third over, time they fought. Yeah. And it's split, right? I think it's the fourth. Is it the fourth time? I don't I mean I don't know. I thought I think it's the third. I'm not sure. But in it, either way, you know, these they they, they had like a pretty a pretty good rivalry back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Prime. Yeah. Yeah. And Saturday. yeah, it's
0: this Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Their
2: training camps are done.
0: They're resting and getting ready.
2: To yeah. Go wow. go for this it.
1: Saturday. So.
2: Dude,
0: that I might actually have to watch that. Cause I mean, those two, I mean, they're massive catalysts for what the UFC is today. It's absolutely, oh, you know, it's absolutely. like Ortiz. It's, he's such a, such a character too. I mean, Liddell too, but I just remember watching Ortiz. I watched a whole documentary before I even really knew anything about the UFC. TD or do he, that guy's fascinating. He's
2: absolutely he he was very brilliant in the way he sold his character, yeah himself, you know he kind of set a standard in that way that in that style of you know you have your martial artists that are super respectful, and then you have other dudes that are just like you know they really turned into an entertainment, you yeah, know, making it entertainment, so
0: yeah, he did a great job of that for
2: yes sure. he did wow
1: it may it I might mean, be it, interesting though, and I feel like Chuck Liddell, in my mind anyway, he was like the first. Like big superstar. I mean, I think he was the one that really brought it in yeah. my mind to that mainstream.
2: That's when you, I think, yeah, you know, he was when... the one
1: that everybody knew his name. He was like the scariest dude. Yep. And you know, Tito Ortiz He's... was up there. Randy Couture was up oh. there. That, that whole time frame. But man, but, those... well, Chuck, Chuck, was... Was...
3: But Chuck hasn't fought since 2010. So correct. Wow. But they're both yeah. they're both pretty old. They're both 2010.
1: I feel like the last few fights Chuck Liddell got into, he was he he got mopped up. That's oh, what... probably.
2: He, I mean, he had some bad concussions and knockouts. Um, Tito, Tito's fought recently. I mean, so Tito's right. game, Tito's game. So it's gonna be interesting. Well, to I, see. I
1: saw him in an interview, both of them together, and Tito, they were kind of talking a little bit of trash, and Tito Ortiz was like, um, "I've never stopped training, and I've never stopped fighting."
2: No, so he doesn't. Good luck, buddy. He doesn't. You know? Yeah, Gosh, he, dude, he, he's I, a grinder.
1: Such an iconic
0: look, too. I mean, that that mohawk is just intimidating. Yeah, look at that. Yeah. I'm not, and he has the serious eyes <laughs> ever. Either I, yeah, dude. I honestly, if you see that guy in Walmart, like I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm turning aisles. Like it doesn't matter what I need <laughs> yeah, to get. I'm leaving. He, his I'm eyes are leaving my cart, and I'm walking it. out. Yeah.
2: Seriously, yeah, yeah, straight up, straight up beast, That's right there. Dude, strong
0: chin too.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Gosh. Hopefully, it's still strong.
1: I'm sure. It What's is. your prediction?
2: Man, I, th- I mean, I think Tito's going to take it. I do too. Yeah. You know, because back, back in the day, I would always say, Chuck, Chuck, Chuck. But at this time, I think
1: I think Tito's going to knock him T-K- out. I think it's gonna be he's going to knock him out. Yeah. Well, I, th- I think like a, like a stoppage. Yeah. Like I think it'd be a stoppage. OK, so a T-K-O. yeah, but a TKO because, yeah, I mean, Tito's still been training and fighting this whole time. And man, the last few fights that Liddell had before he retired or whatever, he didn't look good. Yeah, he looked. Yeah, he,
2: he got knocked out bad. It'll, yeah, he got knocked yeah. out. He
1: just looked. He's, he he didn't have like he didn't have any pop. He just looked slow.
2: Well, the sport catches up. It's just like skateboarding. It's progressing. you know. Since they're new sports, you know, they're just pro- progressing so quick that it's so hard to keep up. Right. You know, MMA is mean, so hard to keep up. Like the the new guys are like aliens coming out. You know, it's yeah. like a whole. It's always a new level coming up. New level coming up, and to be able to stay on top of that is pretty much impossible. Just like skateboarding.
0: It does. It does make me sad though. And one thing that like you know, a guy like Conor McGregor's able to do is he's able to bring people that aren't necessarily UFC fans or fighting fans, and he's built himself up enough, you know, to where, like, people are just going to watch him because it's him, right. you know? Yes. Big followings on social media, that kind of thing. He's marketed himself super well, and guys like this, back in, you know, back in the day, same sort of thing, where they just tr- they, they transcended the sport that they were in, yes. but, like, right now, and that's the reason that a fight like this is I, I guess at least a de- uh, big deal because there's not that many guys that, especially in the UFC even, that are building up their, you know, their characters and their brands the way that these guys did, you know, and transcended mm-hmm. the sport. Even, you know, McGregor's the only current guy really that like is kind of jumping out. Everybody else is just, I, I don't even really know. I,
2: you uh, know. He, he was absolutely brilliant. He's absolutely brilliant. Um, yeah. Whether you like love him or hate him. I mean, that's, what he's done for the sport is getting everybody paid more yep so
1: yeah I mean I mean outside of outside of team sports-hmm yeah I'm not I, a big you need to sport. have you need to have characters yes exactly and and it's not even like it's not like wrestling characters they don't no. have to but it you have to have like this human interest side of things you have to have something that I don't know that people can kind of root for identify with I mean you know I, not that like Tiger woods was a character but he was just he he stood out, you know. Yeah. He st- and, and and he was and he was so good. Yeah. And I mean, look what he did to golf. Yeah. I mean, golf was huge, when exploded, Tiger was
0: on top. and now it's actually on a on a decline. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, because I mean, over the last, you know, I mean, now Tiger's making a comeback, but I mean, there there was a long time there was the big Tiger boom. Yeah. And I love now Tiger. it's like it's still falling off. But like, there's young guys that are still playing, and they're you know they're good. But it's the same thing that I'm talking about here. You have a couple of those guys over the course of. You know, a couple decades that just transcend and they blow it up and make it what it is. Or if
1: if it's not like a, right? If it's not like a, like a, like a character, Mm -hmm. it's it's somebody that takes it to the next level. Yes. And then until everybody catches up to that, like they're they're going to be on top. And I think the sport because Tiger took golf to the next level. Yeah. And now people have caught up to that. You know, absolutely. These guys. Uh, Tito Ortiz, Chuck Liddell—they took that sport to the next level, yep. and Absolutely. now people have caught up to that. They've surpassed that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But everybody's—it seems that people are a little bit more, you know, on the same playing field exactly. in, in those areas. Um, I even said that, like, like when uh, when poker first About came poker, out, yep. you know, it was kind of the spectator thing because you had these characters, and yes. then. Then you had guys that took it to the next level. Now, I mean, now everybody's really good, and yeah. it's kind of like, oh, you're just, just got watching a bunch of math nerds. You're just watching a bunch <laughs> of like math wizards play. It. Yeah. It's just not as fun to watch because yeah. you don't have those characters. Yeah, all, that's
0: sad, man. It is. You know. uh, but uh, what are the what are the odds that like, I and obviously it happens every generation mm-hmm. where there's somebody that does come in and does something that because I see it in the NBA now, where like obviously uh, I'm a huge basketball fan. You know, you add Jordan, Kobe you know LeBron and so now it's like okay well LeBron's still killing it who's gonna be that guy that could take it as far or further mm-hmm. and it's like you have a lot of talented guys but is there anybody that's really like right. step, you know what I mean yeah so it feels like every generation's always just waiting just right you know, just waiting LeBron's for like, son's gonna be the that to take the next dude step. he he might he, man he is something. he might you know I'm excited for this fight though dude it would. You guys want to get together and watch it? Yeah, I'm Ortiz in this in this ordeal. You're definitely Liddell. No, I'm I, no, I'm Ortiz. No, no, no. no I already called. Did <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, fine,
2: <laughs> <laughs> fine, done. So, I just uh, don't like. I don't like. I don't keep up with it, especially when I was traveling. I don't keep up with it m- much. I'm just not a sports fan. Right. You okay. Know, yeah. I'm, I've never been a sports fan. I just can't. I cannot get into sports. I do like to watch soccer, mm. um, and I like to watch. Uh, Wrestling, well, that's wrestling. why you're not a sports
1: fan. Yeah,
2: well, man, I just American football, I just never understood. Not that it's hard to understand, it's really right. easy to understand. It's just you got to get the ball to there and then bring it back and what, get it there. What
1: was it? It 2010 was that the uh, the U.S. World Cup team that was kind of promising?
0: Uh, it would have been uh, 12. 10. Was it? it was 10. 10. 10. 2010. Yeah, because we just had the World Cup this year. Yeah, so 2010. Yes, right.
1: And that was that year I, I tried. I was like, I'm going all in. I watched a ton of it that year. Yeah. I'm going all in. I'm going to so be bad. like, I'm going to be the U.S. soccer fan. I'm going to mm-hmm. like, uh, all my buddies were like, they were talking about it. And I would, I would like, uh, I'd show up to where they were watching the game and I was like, I just can't. you got to pick so another I, team, man. But I mean I, I wanted to root for it. I wanted to root for the the red white and blue. I mean I
2: did too. I want to see him do as good as good as, <laughs> good as we can but it's just uh there's levels.
0: Yeah, clearly. Dude, yeah, America's not there. The thing is, dude, we have some of the best athletes in the entire world, I would argue. The problem is nobody's playing soccer. and It's starting to now. Yeah, so now you're starting to see where, like, dude, if you had some of those athletes that are are playing professional football, that are playing basketball. Fighting. You know, even, yeah, dude, if you had some of those guys that from the age of, like, 8 to 10 even started playing soccer, dude, we'd be on top of the world. Absolutely. For sure. But now that football's starting to fall off cuz everybody's like scared of concussions and all that CTE right. and stuff, less kids are playing football nowadays and soccer's been exploding. It has been exploding. So yeah. now we're
2: going to get to see kids that have been playing like in other countries since they were exactly. 2 and 3 years old yeah. and they're going to just just yeah. I guarantee you in 15 years or so they're just going to be Yeah, it's gonna definitely going to take time though. It's going to sure. take time, but years years, man ooh, boy, right. it's going to be it's going to be something. Well, uh,
1: my son he's start, he start he's this is a second season he's getting ready to start of soccer but he just finished his flag football season and like their their team went undefeated he loved it man he was rushing for touchdowns yeah, he, he played both so ways awesome. defense and offense had a great time um and you know when the i sent my wife this text just a few days ago but i said hey can we just be on the same page that like We're not going to let him play tackle football. (laughs) And I'll tell you what, a year ago, I was the guy that was like, this is this CTE stuff. So, you know, uh, I was I was kind of like, hey, let the kids play football. You know what I mean? They've been Mm -hmm. doing it for a long time. And just in the last year, I'm like, "Eh, let's let's play soccer. You know, (laughs) I'm telling you, I don't I don't I don't I really don't want my son taking like shots of the head. Dude, but I
0: mean, you get that in almost any sport. I mean, obviously, like football. The goal of football is to take shots to the head. That's not true at all. And they've taken massive strides in terms of the technology and the fo- actually like the tackling form. The tackling. So, over form, the last yeah. year, you're going to see over the next few years where it's getting better. Obviously, you're going to take a shot to your head in pretty much any sport, it happens in basketball too. You know, it's not a contact sport, but it happens. And if we're and again, the 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 evidence on CTE is pretty inconclusive. So I understand where like, yeah, we can find CTE and X, Y and Z and they're experiencing this and they're experiencing this. Can this be the cause? But we don't know that. And so like, dude, mm-hmm. I, I don't know why you'd want to, you know, put a well, little not. mini skirt on your son and say, hey, dude, let's oh, not play tackle football.
2: I mean, that's I, I feel the <laughs> same. I feel the same way. And I'm not even a football fan. I mean, I believe you know if somebody wants to do something, I mean, these yeah. these are the consequences. Skateboarding. There's consequences of oh, skateboarding. Huge. You're gonna have horrible knees when you're older. Uh, I mean, th- this is this is life, and you got one chance. You got one little vapor to live. Yeah. And if you love playing football, man, go out there and take hits to the head, man. Live a good life. Play play the sport you love. You know. Same thing with fighting, boxing. Yeah. It's all good, man. I mean,
0: dude, the guys that are complaining about it now literally made careers and and made like their prime was taken up doing something that they loved and they were great at. That's see
1: that's not so, that's not true. Those are the guys that we're hearing about because they were high profile. Yes. But there were guys that never played past high school. They played junior true. varsity and varsity and are having a ton of problems, mm-hmm. and we're just not hearing. I about think it. it's.
0: I think it's. Uh, everybody's different because my older brother played Division One college football. He told me about times in high school where he was literally concussed. He knew it, and he was telling the coach, "No, no, no, I'm fine." And he would go back out there, and he it would it happened multiple times, and uh, he played. So in Ohio, where we kind of grew up, you could start playing tackle football at the age of seven. So he literally there right. we have a tape of him at 7 years old the helmet and shoulder pads on playing in the Bengal stadium in Cincinnati for like their whole like state championship incredible. Thing for 7 year olds So mm-hmm. he'd been playing for like, you know, 11, 12, 13 years by the time he was done. And uh, he doesn't have any CTE problems. And he got hit in the head all the time. So I think you have to look at a person-to-person basis, too. We can't... Because we can't, it's not true for everybody. There are people that played for, you know, 20 years, 25 years of their life and don't have any problems. And then there's some people that played for five and obviously have some issues. So, like, we can't sit here and say that, like, football concussions are the only reason that they have all these issues
1: because it's inconclusive. We don't know that. Okay, but... Well, I just don't want to roll the dice with my kid. I fully understand that. You know what I mean? I fully understand that, like, everybody is different, and not everybody is going to, you know, not everybody's going to commit suicide, and not everybody is going to, uh, you know, turn into Aaron Hernandez and commit homicides because of uh, brain injuries. But a lot of times, people that, Say, say say a kid or a guy or whoever is already prone to um, depression or anxiety. Mm-hmm. It can just it can just magnify those things. It can make them worse. It can make it can oh, make sure. it can make little things that are wrong with sure. your brain major things that are wrong. With I you. could definitely it see that. Like.
0: I could definitely see that. But like, I think over the long, over the long term, and especially with the improvement in technology and the improvement and where the big, the big goal isn't to put in, uh, uh uh you know, flags and penalties whenever guys in the NFL or in college make these big hits, they have to do that, which they're doing now, which is kind of frustrating because it's all, but the biggest thing is that they're trying to get it down the line so that the, the peewee coaches are teaching their kids how to tackle. And that's the big Correctly, thing. Correctly. Yeah. You know? And so, like, it takes, it's the same thing, like, with, with, you're literally having kids and coaches that are having to relearn the game and having to restructure the way that they play. So, dude, over the next 10 years, it's going to be completely different. Same, know?
2: same's happened in fighting. Um, a lot of the best fighters in the world don't even spar anymore, they just drill, 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 hit, hits, yeah. drill. Jiu-Jitsu drill wrestling.
0: No, there's no reason to take those unneeded shots to the head right. or the face when but, you don't well, have to. Okay,
1: but outside of football and combat sports, mm-hmm. if you, I mean, yeah, you can hit your head in basketball, you can hit your head in doing anything, but that would be an accident if it happens in basketball. Like nobody's, like in football and in combat sports, uh, the head, you, somebody's head is the target. I mean, people that's are, not, people are, leading, people are in leading with their head, people are... Um, so, I mean, if you're tackling, you're leading with your head. If you're getting tackled, you're getting hit in the head. I mean, it's just that's part of football. And obviously, we you know, combat sports, I mean, outside of outside of just like of just jujitsu or wrestling. Right. You know, but again, taking shots to the head
0: again. I And you can kind of make that statement, but it's still not completely true because and, guys, guys are being taught not to lead with their head. And, and most of the guys aren't. So you're talking about you're saying something as a fact that's actually not. And also, uh, just a break. What guys aren't leading with their head? Yeah, you 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 said straight up that like the whole point is to lead with your head and get hit in the head, which no football player or football coach would ever tell you that that's the whole point. They would they would want to rock you. I can tell you that
1: that maybe the coach isn't telling you that, but I could bring up probably two hundred leading with your head hits of just this NFL season. We could pull up on YouTube right now.
0: Yeah, maybe not two hundred. And again, it's a vast improvement from <laughs> what five years different. ago was. And you know what? And hold on. And uh, just just a, I was gonna let it go in touch, but I can't. Aaron Hernandez didn't kill people because he had. I'm not saying yeah. no, but I you kind of did though. You kind of did. You kind of gave him a scape. You you made it a scapegoat. No, For the no, fact no, no, no. that like I, he killed people because he had CTE in his brain, for, dude, and he killed himself. Yeah, that's exactly what you said.
1: I no, that's actually, an outlandish. The claim. context I said is that I'm that. I, I'm not worried about somebody, you know, necessarily everybody killing themselves or or committing a homicide. I'm not saying that those were even, that that CTE even caused that. Or I'm not even saying that was a contributing factor. I'm saying that I'm not even concerned about those areas. And don't tell me what I said. (laughs) Second of all, I've hung out with your brother, and you can't tell me he doesn't have a mild case of CTE. (laughs) I love you, Cody. That's funny. I mean, Mild. (laughs)
2: Dude, Mild? I, d- <laughs> it, it's, yeah, it really I, is so different for everybody how many and how your career goes yeah how many shots you take i mean are you smart about your career are
1: you smart about how you play or fight yeah or do these it, things not not one week ago i watched your brother eat about eight bunless hot dogs <laughs> dipped in barbecue sauce and you're gonna say he doesn't have cte <laughs> You're going to sit there. I, okay, I, I, I can and see he it. It, is, have it is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't know what to tell you, man. It, and don't tell me that I'm putting my son in a mini skirt. because your brother played at Tulane, so you might as well have <laughs> that's division that's in a miniskirt. football what? I like
0: Tulane—that's unbelievable, Gosh, dude. Bro. Get out of here, man. It's Tulane, baby. Jeez, dude. dude, you couldn't even grow a mustache till you were thirty. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what kind of I man are that you, dude? Right, Get out of here. That is true. Gosh, yeah. he's no, like Benjamin I, Button. I just—it it frustrates me that like whenever the whole sport it's still the biggest sport in America yes. and I get it I love football I you know and but it, it makes me sad whenever it's like everybody's abandoning it and I get it it's not for everybody I quit the year that I started tackle football um, I was a stud in flag football you know because nice. I'm quick. I I got the moves, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I'm intelligent. And uh, I, I, I was just a ball hawk, dude. I knew where to go interceptions. I was a running back. It (laughs) is what it is. Um, got into my first week of practice in tackle football. And, uh, I, I was in sixth grade at the time and this eighth grader kid, his name was coffee. (laughs) His name was coffee and he was a running back and I was a defensive back. And, uh, he split, got to the outside and I was the last thing to stop him from getting a touchdown. Oh man. And uh I slide tackled him <laughs> because I didn't want to I think I couldn't baby. lay the wood. I was tiny, dude. What am I supposed to do? So I slide tackled him. Brilliant. It. He stood up, dude, got in my face and threatened my life. And I was like, <laughs> you know what, dude? I don't. you see, If you ever
1: do that, I'm, I was like, you know what, dude? I'm kind
0: of done with this. <laughs> I don't like it anymore. I, <laughs> I'm gonna go play some golf. Yeah.
1: You <laughs> go. Don't ever fight somebody with cauliflower ear, <laughs> or don't ever fight a guy named Coffee. Dude, it was it was the most. Oh, those was, are those are rules. Uh, yeah. I and was then you scared yeah, to death. Yeah. Look at. I mean, you played golf in high school. Where what what'd you do there? Just worked on your giant butt. Wow. getting that thing bigger, I
0: mean, dude. Look, here's the deal, cool, man. Dude. It
1: doesn't matter. It doesn't matter
0: what I did to stop it. My butt was gonna be big. I had a predisposition to having a uh, big thighs and a big butt, Child-bearing thighs. Yeah, yeah, got I do. Hips. Oh, you're right. Hips. Um, I like that. Yeah, but dude, we'll see. We'll see some changes over. It. But you know, football may be eclipsed uh, as our you know America's fav- biggest sport. Um, it might be, you know, I don't know that it's going to be baseball, but the NBA has definitely been climbing a lot. Yes, it has, you know, and, and we'll see how soccer goes over the next 10, 20 years, because the more kids play, the more kids want to watch. And so over the over the course of the next couple decades, you're probably going to see a big switch.
1: I have a um, I have a solution. I have a solution to the, to to the uh, to the problem in football hits to the head. But what? We need to go back to leather helmets without face masks. Honestly, you're you're. If you went back to leather helmets, like rugby, look face at rugby. Masks, yep. you, you wouldn't have the. I mean, you wouldn't. Nobody's have leading kind of with issues. their head. Mm-hmm. Nobody. Nobody's leading with their head. Nobody. Yep. I mean, you're, nobody's going for a headshot. You, you have now, to do it
2: with t- perfect technique, or you're going to knock yourself out. Yeah, right. exactly. And I,
1: I, I still think the game would be exciting.
0: Oh, I, I still think it would too. You know, I, it, it definitely, uh, it definitely would still. Have the problem? I think you'd still have the same problem with concussions and stuff. Because even if you get hit in the shoulder, <laughs> in the head, right, which is legal now, right, that's gonna be a that's and I mean a, your I head hitting ground full speed. Because you, UFC, you know, you can only pick up so much speed from one side of the octagon to the other. Right. But like if you're if it's a punt and you're running down field 45 yards full speed, and then just getting blasted, you know, one little hit to the neck or something like that, dude, you're probably right. So, I get where you're going, though, because it, defi- it would definitely mm. make you...
2: Rugby's a quite interesting sport. I love that. I do like to watch that a little bit.
0: Gosh, dude, it just seems like I just straight up backyard, rules. like you're just tossing the ball up. If you're about to go down, it's almost like that, Uh, what do they used to call that? We called it like suicide or something, where it's like...
1: You, just you keep know. pitching it back. Yeah, when I, dude. When I was in Qatar, we had uh all this like European TV that got like that got piped into the base mm-hmm. and so there was a lot of like there was a lot of rugby we had some australian rule football even though i know they're not europe but um and we had these australian guys that worked with us and i was like all right explain to me what's going on and they were explaining it to me and i was like i don't know what's <laughs> going on <laughs> I'd still i pretty. had to do the same thing I had to ask. Yeah. so cricket try to figure this game out nah so there's like two kinds, there's like two ways that's to like play That's like a real,
2: that's like a, in, a real man's baseball. Just, right there. Yeah, just when you think cricket you got like, nuts. you
1: understand cricket, because there's like a way to play it. I don't know if it's like a different league or I don't know how they, I don't know, but there's like the regular like game of cricket, which can be played in like two to three hours, like a regular sporting event. And then there's like a, a type of cricket that could take anywhere from like two days to like 11 years or something like that. It's like crazy. It'll just go, it'll go long. It's like, it's like, it'll, it'll go days. So wow. it's like he the is. third day that, like, India and Nigeria are playing their cricket game. And you're <laughs> like, you have no game? idea what's going on. It's the same, same game. game. It's not like a series? I don't think so. I think it's the same uh, game. I'm, but, I'm, it's, but it's a different, like, way to play it. Like, there's two ways to play it. You can play that like that. second
0: the, way sounds dumb. <laughs> yeah, I tried
1: <laughs> to watch
2: it. pretty stupid. It. Those guys know, are. Cricket is, is amazing, though. Like, you're talking about no gloves. Yeah. How how heavy and hard is that ball they use? Being pitched and hit, I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a scary, that's a sport I wouldn't play. Yeah. It's scary.
0: Yeah. Dude, you know, they say that the most, and you can argue whether or not it's a sport, I would in fact argue, but they say that the most dangerous sport is uh, actually like that competitive, like cheerleading kind of thing. They mm. say the mo- there's more injuries in that than any other sport wow uh,
1: throughout high schools. In competitive cheerleading? Yep. <laughs> I, know, thrown, I know in the air. I was yeah. I was surprised too, dude. Well I guess you're launching a human in the air of what, 30 uh, feet? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, they them. they say
0: I and I forget, I read the it, it was a study that was done back whenever I was in high school because our health coach brought it up. But like um I remember they literally talked about it where it was like over the course of like two decades they did a study and the most injuries in any given sport uh, in high school. Was like that competitive cheerleading thing, which really? is kind of nuts. Yeah. So once that you put the mini cool. skirt on your son and he wants to join the competitive cheerleading circuit, I would just take it easy and probably tell him go play football. You're you, you have a better chance, you have a better
1: shot because you may take a tumble off that. Uh-huh. You got, got a better seven <laughs> story pyramid. <that> <laughs> 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 you got a better chance. Dude. Oh my gosh.
0: Oh, sorry, I know. I'm just kidding. It's your son's birthday today too, and I'm just it racking is. him on. It, it is. Day. He'll he, never hear right. this. It's Happy sad. birthday, buddy. Yeah. Eight years old. He's a beast, dude. He's Eight amazing. Years old
2: today. It's Incredible man, yeah, incredible. Who would have ever thought?
1: My four year old daughter just started soccer, too. That's her first organized, that's sport. legit, that's awesome. Co ed team, she's
0: kind of psycho, too, dude. She might make it,
1: yeah. She could I, do I something. just don't know what she's gonna do if like her her team colors aren't pink. <laughs> <laughs> she's already got like pink cleats, and she's ready, she won't to go. wear anything but pink. That's so so cute. She refuses to wear anything, really. Pink. It's yeah, oh, I
2: love it. That's yeah, awesome. it's kind of yeah. a
1: good thing, though. So, yeah, she's cool. I love it, Brian. What's up, man? Up. you got any uh, news for us
3: yeah this one made me laugh um police lock up angry raccoons drunk on crab apple hooch
1: <laughs> until they sober up that's a real headline
0: until
3: they
1: <laughs> police lock up angry raccoons they were drunk on crab apple hooch
0: what is crab apple hooch first
1: how, it's how like the, fermented t- apples
3: that have just, like, grown. Uh, and then they eat them. Oh. Hooch, just, like, in prison. So and buck. they weren't, like,
1: they were eating these apples that were just yeah, fermented? Yeah, that just had fermented, like, juices inside. Dang, dude, I want to know they, what, like, a whole
0: <laughs> bunch of drunk raccoons looks like. How does it look any different than sober <laughs> raccoons? Know. Raccoons how do you, are nuts. How do you look at their, that's what I want to know, how different well, they thought, was,
3: like. They thought they were a rabbit at first. Oh. So there were reports of that, okay. and then they finally found out they were probably just drunk. <laughs> oh, man, that is
0: wild. Yeah. You see a couple of them just like start and they're like, "Oh, are those raccoons fighting?" They got to be around? drunk. <laughs> like, <you> know,
1: like, <laughs> they're puking and fighting. A drunk <laughs> raccoon. Like, you know, <laughs> um a couple of years ago one night our dog Randy, rest in peace. Love you, Randy. Um he was I heard him on it was like the middle of the night. He was on our back porch, which is like screened in, but um we have like a a doggy door on the back porch so he can go in and out. Um and he was on the back porch and he was just like barking and i was like what is what is happening right now and i go outside and i look up and inside our patio you've been out there yeah. inside the patio up on the screen inside was a raccoon Ugh. just standing there and i was like Oops. they're weird dude you know what uh, i I just yeah, all i did is are. i walked back inside i shut the door i actually shut the doggy door that goes into our house well, they can and tear like, you up i'm like I'm not even messing with this <laughs> thing. <laughs> no it's three way. o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I'm not about to get into it with the raccoon. No, dude. There's a, they're I like stand like people
3: and they have, they have like little hands. So you know, they like can just carry like hands. They're they so
0: can. weird, dude. They're so odd. Trash
3: pandas. They just steal all Trash the stuff pandas. in our garage all the time. Yeah. Like they'll take things. Yeah. Yeah. They'll literally, yeah. Somebody's crazy. out there serving. They're cute as can be. Yeah, dude.
0: I want to <laughs> see a group of blitzed raccoons. That's what I want to see.
1: Yeah, They're cute, though. They are
0: so cute. Okay. Not
2: not so much. I mean, <laughs> not ima- to me. Imagine no. if
1: they were like they weren't vicious, <laughs> horrible trash pandas, <laughs> and you would actually like you know you could hold one like no, they, they they're, they're kind of cuddly looking. I still Look wouldn't. at that little
0: guy. I still wouldn't. No.
1: So uh, so they were locked up till they sobered up, and then they were let back out. That's dr- so funny. Yeah. That is tank, actually funny. Drunk
0: tank for raccoons, man. Yeah,
2: yeah that
3: that's that's <laughs> the raccoon drunk tank.
0: That's incredible.
3: Gosh, I love that. That's it's pretty. They released this. Act. This is actually released. Like mugshot of one of the raccoons. <laughs> they were looking nah. for this raccoon. They were actually looking for that raccoon. Yeah, like he's got <laughs> drunken disorderly. Yeah, <laughs>
2: public oh urination.
3: Man. Guys just love eat crab apples. Yeah, Ooh.
1: I love it. Dope. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, they're cute. They're they're like the they're not possums, so that's good.
3: Yeah, possums
0: are disgusting too. It I was, I thought they're cute too. Oh. Oh,
1: no, yeah. I don't think so. Gross me out. Really? Yeah.
0: Armadillo,
1: no, oh, gross. Still kind of creepy. Yeah. yeah,
0: we used to have them under our deck all mm. the time. Yeah, yeah, dude, it scared the crap out of me too. Because you just go running outside all of a sudden. Oh, yeah,
1: it's frightening. The first time you see an alive armadillo, you're kind of like, huh? Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> I've never <laughs> seen <laughs> a live armadillo. But, I mean, <laughs> you see them like so much around here, dead on the road. Yeah, but then like at night, they'll just be one like scurrying around. It's kind of yeah. weird. They're strange little fellas. Yeah. I hate it. What's I this? hate
3: possums. What is this? Oh, that's nothing. Oh, But I do have another story. Okay. What? Um, a 69-year-old Dutch man attempts to legally lower his age to 49. Nice. Um, he says, this is a quote from the guy. He says, when I'm 69, I am limited. If I'm 49, then I can buy a new house, drive a different car. He said, I can take up more work. When I'm on Tinder and it says I'm 69, I don't get an answer. When I'm 49 <laughs> with this face, I have... I will be in a luxurious position.
0: Yeah, see, this is the trouble that you run into. The more lax that, like, the different laws come on gender and on, uh, you know, sexual orientation and those kinds of things. Where, like, now, it's basically just an open book, write in whatever you want, and we just have to, like, accept it. Because now... What's what's in stopping this guy to just legally lower his age? Well, I mean, if you can change Who your gives gender up. Gender yeah, if you can change that's your what I'm saying. Change anything. He, brings,
3: he brings that up to the court and he says, uh, I want to be legally recognized because I feel abused aggrieved, and, and discriminated against because oh. of my age. So he's saying like my age is a factor. So like, I just want to be able to change it because I feel different. What
2: I country is this guy from?
3: Um, D- I think it's the U.S. The
2: Netherlands. What a surprise. What oh, Dutch. Is he Dutch. Yeah. yeah a Dutch a Dutchman. man. A Dutch a dude. Dutchman. A Dutchman. A Dutchman. A Dutchman. Dutchman. You know, I, uh,
1: more power to him. I think it. <laughs> really? <Good>. Dude, <laughs> I, I'm, I think it's deal. ridiculous. I think he's just trolling just to make a point. Oh, probably. He might just be. Probably. I because,
2: mean, but you never know in these, man, these, yeah. these days. You I mean, well, know. we have,
1: we have people that are changing their race. Yep. So, yeah, that, I don't that, understand, that, understand. That one how that, girl, uh, Lee. I don't, I don't understand how. Uh, what's her name? Lee something that girl how, how that
2: science they preach science their whole life and now science doesn't matter about anything yeah right. exactly yeah what is that Yep. that's just that's just absolutely crazy and and the laws of logic that are conceptual realities and not conventions of humans are thrown out the door yep. thrown out the window so yeah. we don't even have the law of identity yeah I mean it's just this all,
0: is, all in the name of tolerance and acceptance and like tolerance
2: that, is intolerant very yeah, exact yeah very and intolerant
0: so, dude and also uh, I'd never want to hang out with this guy ever. Well, I- Anybody that's anybody that, unless he's just making a big joke, like a big practical joke, and it's just this big scheme, I never want to run into that dude because it just seems like it would be. Maybe he'd so be a good first fight for you. I yeah. would fight. I would fight that. He's forty
2: nine.
0: Yeah, I'd want. If, I'd want him to. I'd want him to say he's forty nine before the fight too. Yeah, because you don't want to beat up a seventy year old. But if you beat up a guy that's like fifty, then it's like ah. Yo, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot. If I beat up you, I'd be like a 50-year-old. Yeah. Yeah. Know, yeah. So okay. essentially the same
1: thing. All right. That might be a good one. I'm changing it to... That might be a good one. I do one. need to get into a I'm fight, I'm changing man. to 21. I got to get into the, a fight. I, I think, though, that this this kind of... He's just putting up a... You know, he's putting up a mirror in front of the, uh, the yeah. world. Yeah. I hope, I hope, that's, what I hope that's what he's that's doing. I hope that's what he's doing. Because, I mean, yeah, if you can, if you can just change your uh, gender at the drop of a hat or you can change your race now, apparently. Yeah, it doesn't just matter. Say, we you just can be whatever color you want. You have to be accepted. So now... You can be whatever gender you want. Now you can be whatever age you want, which, which, I, with all that, makes sense.
0: Yeah, and I've seen, I I actually how, how watched. How are you going to uh,
1: tell somebody what they feel? Yeah. Hey, if you feel, if hey, I feel like. he feels like, 49, yeah. so. Yeah. What's, up, be able with, to what's identify up with all this 49. feeling?
0: Yeah, and that's, I, I watched a, a short video on, on a dude that believed that he was a six-year-old girl, or like a seven-year-old girl, and he was like in his 40s. Yeah. Like and perfect. it's like, dude, that guy I, is just weird. You know, uh, w- but we can't draw the line anywhere because now we've opened it up so much that oh, it's yeah. like, you just have to accept everyone for exactly how they feel. Yeah. And that's so dangerous. Absolutely. Emotions are, are such so fickle dangerous. things. We know yeah.
2: emotions are not permanent things. This is, yeah, it's, it's absolutely, it's, yes, it's very dangerous. And it, it goes against, I don't care what you believe in, but I heard an atheist have the best argument probably on this. i anybody I've ever heard just saying that, we know, you know, from an atheist point of view, that what is natural, what what is in the natural world and how things work. And it's common and it's known to us, which is actually what we hear in the Bible, too. Yep. You know, all the hidden, you know, all the attributes of God. You know, we, we see, we know, we know what is. I mean, there's something in us, there's that moral standard that's in all of us. And then there's the, the fallen nature. And then there's our feelings that seem to be the top, top priority here yep. in the United States. You know, they don't have... They don't have such problems all around the world. So such such, enti- I mean, a lot of it comes from entitlement. Yeah, I mean, a lot of this it comes directly from entitlement. You Absolutely. can have or be whatever you want, do whatever you want, and then yes, we're gonna say yes to yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Kids are idolized, parents idolize their children. Here, it's um, yes, yeah, the land of entitlement. So why not let them run with it? We'll see where it goes.
0: Well, and it it may obviously America. As a whole, probably does have that problem overall, but you probably run into that with some of the other bigger countries as well. You probably run into it in the UK a little bit. You probably, you know, yeah. places that For, are a little the, bit more the, the well first lost. World, first But uh, world yeah, every, every everybody everybody has something, mm-hmm. and in different communities, it's going to look different. So, like here in the US, yeah, it might just be like um, you know, hey, things uh, gratification might be just that kind of hedonism you know where it's yep. just like I'm just living to please myself in which you home. can do here right in like a place like Colombia or Nicaragua obviously it's a lot harder to live for what pleases you right because it's not as easily attained but you know there's obviously in different communities yeah everything looks different so they're they're probably not running into the situation in Nicaragua because um, uh, there's more <laughs> important this is just I mean
1: this guy <coughs> if, if he's even serious this is just I mean it's just indicative. was it you uh,
0: did you do this <laughs> <Is it> you? <laughs> <laughs> that's me I- <laughs>
1: I um I uh, actually I feel like a 65 year old African American woman. So I'm going I'm going the full change. <laughs> full change. Full. I'm just Let's I'm going do it. To full but I mean th- it's just this is what happens when 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 people are just completely led by their feelings yep. and there's and 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 uh, unchecked yep. you know it's like nobody uh, and, around them nobody it's just it doesn't it doesn't matter anything that you want anything that you feel um they just kinda they kinda go down mm-hmm. these these roads and these paths and yeah. Yep.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's the it's abs- it's
1: it's going crazy. But if man. it works, this age one. It's gonna be bad. I, I'm dead. I might try be, it. I'm <laughs> going for it. <laughs> I'm going, going for it. You honestly, I'm getting old, man. Yeah. 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 But both of
0: you guys both of you guys could pass for, you yeah. know, twenty eight. I I'll, think you could. I'll identify. I think you could identify
1: as a twenty eight year old for sure. Yeah. 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 I can it's fight a, like a twenty five year old. <laughs> Can't so watch out. I mean,
0: you talk a lot of talk. I've just never seen you move. Yeah. Like, and I, you say you run these marathons and stuff. I've literally never watched you run ever.
1: Have you ever watched anybody run a marathon? Yeah, of course. Know. I've watched a bunch
0: of people run though. i <laughs> oh, cool. Just, I don't know, dude. I don't know. Your legs are kind of floppy. So, Brian, what else you got? Anything?
2: <clears throat> That's it. That's it, huh? Wow. What about people getting arrested for feeding the homeless all over the United States? Is that happening? It's always. It's been happening constant.
1: Really,
2: for feeding the homeless? Yeah, they've they've even in Tallahassee they're talking about you know having I mean they're doing it right now laws where you have you can't just give away food anymore to people in the streets because you don't have a a license saying this is healthy or you know all this kind of stuff. So (laughs) we're seeing it over and over again, and there's been multiple pastors arrested. There's uh, I mean we're at this point. I just another thing that I think is just absolutely insane is uh, yeah, something that's going on right now.
1: I would hope that would even stop with like I mean who's who's the police officer that or whoever the yeah. law enforcement that would respond to that and make an arrest?
0: And what judge is gonna hold that up? I hope yeah.
1: I hope that stuff doesn't ever yeah, I hope that nobody's seems, ever prosecuted for something like giving food to a homeless we're just
0: person. nerfing the world, man. <laughs> Joe Rogan was so right, man. We've we're just nerfing everything and it's just getting worse.
2: Yes, and I think that's a lot of the reasons why, you know, my heart is always so torn. To, you know, why I love living in places like Columbia. I mean, China's amazing when I was there in China. I mean, something over here is just so off. Maybe, I don't know, man. Maybe it's just, that's what happens in empires, man. This is just.
1: Well, I think it comes down to, I think, well, it, it comes down to people feel they need to protect they need to protect, what's you know, they, they they think they're, they're protecting what's theirs and they're protecting this freedom or they're protecting, you know, this country and or their laws or these values. And I think ultimately when it comes down to, you know, somebody else's, like, I mean, just, you know, a God-given right for somebody to be able to, to eat or have shelter or, you know, water or anything mm-hmm. that's going to help sustain life, I mean, I, that you have to be able to help people out. Absolutely, uh, yeah. yeah. Freely, I mean, that's ridiculous, you know.
2: Yes, it's been... It's been
1: it's just been wild
2: watching. I keep up with that. But see, as Christians, we live by a
1: different set of standards and a different set of rules that are not that are status quo that, to that, the world that, yeah, we live in, and that are going to supersede um, any law that says you can't give somebody food. To somebody. Yeah,
2: that's yeah. right. You better be willing. You better be willing to feed, give people communion, and, 100%. Go, to, and go to jail. Um, it's just been yeah, it's it's wild what's going on. Um, one of my favorite writers and. Speaker Shane Claiborne had this very thing happen, you know, and he was arrested multiple times for feeding people in Love Park. How ironic. And sleeping with the homeless in Love Park for disorderly conduct. Um, So, I mean, that's just one example. They're all over the place, and uh, evil laws like that are starting to come into play here, right here in our own town. So um, we as Christians do need to do something about it, and we can't be indifferent to it. It's when you have to ask yourself, what is a Christian to do? And in that point, it's our it's our job to disobey unjust laws, as MLK would say.
1: Yeah, it's cool, man. Cool, dude, Steven. Yeah, thanks so much for coming on. And make sure uh,
0: make sure you all check out the Stay Last podcast.
2: See, yeah, we're gonna get crazy. We're gonna get some issues that are hot topic issues.
1: Hot topic. Just hot,
0: to- hot topic. Not that. No, that.
2: What's that? The, <laughs> the store in the mall. Hot topic. Hot topic? No. no,
0: that's all you're gonna. T- it's a whole podcast. <laughs> <laughs> just hot on topic? hot topic. Yeah. No. What, is, I that, get is that it. still
2: a store? Is it long form? Yeah. It is. It's still there. <laughs> Is <laughs> three it three hour conversations yeah, about
0: hot is. topic? <laughs> nice. Yeah. You can go no That's Become
2: funny. punk rock and one one shopping spree. <laughs> cool. Yeah, yeah, man. Well, well thanks pleasure. for coming on. Love you guys so much. Yeah, I love you all. Yeah, you're
1: the best. Thanks for telling your story, Brian. That's it. Thanks for everything. Have a good one. We're out. Peace.